Welcome to Soul Talk. This is your host, Pastor Rick Walt. We hope this is an encouragement to you as you walk with God. This is the place where we talk about everyday issues and how they affect our soul. We do this to strengthen our Christian lives. Welcome, this is Soul Talk with Pastor Rick. This is a place where we can talk about uh, the things that affect our soul, just everyday things and how they affect us. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about legacy, and we're going to talk about mentoring. But before we do that, let's, let's pray. Father God, as we come before you, I thank you for all of our listeners. I thank you for the new year that we can focus on those things that you desire. We've been made new as we come to you. We need uh, to have no regrets of the past because your forgiveness and grace is abundant. We look forward to that day when Jesus returns to create a new heaven and a new earth, and all things will be made new. Tears will cease, no more sorrows, no more death, no more sighing, no more dying. And when he comes, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and uh, under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here at the studio, I happen to have uh, Dave Rimbolt, my special friend, uh, who is here and who helps out. Also want to give a shout out to Matt Oliphant. He's the one that, uh, that gets things up on the internet and does a lot of work, and I appreciate Matt, and I sure appreciate Dave. So, want to give a little thought about legacy this morning. What is your legacy going to be? One of my friends and I have been talking about legacy, and I guess maybe it's because there's a significant birthday that's going to be coming up. Uh, as we talked about legacy, it caused me to turn in the Bible to 2 Timothy. Uh, 2 Timothy, we find Paul's farewell letter to Timothy. And in it, we see a lot about his legacy that he planted into Timothy's life. Paul was Timothy's mentor, and Timothy was his young protege. So what does it have to teach us, said, do you mentor to pass on your legacy? First section is verses 1 through 5, and we learn something about Paul and Timothy's mentor relationship. The Living Bible reads, From Paul, Jesus Christ's missionary, sent out by God to tell men and women everywhere about eternal life that he's promised through faith in Jesus Christ. To Timothy, my dear son, may God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord shower you with kindness, mercy, and peace. How I thank God for you, Timothy. I pray for you every day and many times during the long nights I beg my God to bless you richly. He is my Father's God and mine, and my only purpose in life is to please him. How I long to see you again. How happy I would be, for I remember the tears as we left each other. Uh, did you catch what Paul said that his legacy was going to be? He said what he wanted more than anything was to be known as someone who pleased God. And I was impressed with that. What, what if people could say that about you, at, about me? Uh, hmm. If people could just say, he pleased God. 
yeah. Um, I think that, do you think Paul thought that about himself? I mean, it's one thing to say, I hope, I hope people will see me as someone that pleased God. Uh huh. But I wonder if Paul even thought that about himself. Paul's, Paul's particularly down on himself. Yes, in his he is. He doesn't get, uh, he, yeah, he looks down on himself quite a little bit. And I think um, often I feel like an, uh, akin to that. I feel a similarity with Paul in that way that I often hope when I'm gone, people will see me better than I saw myself. Um, because I think, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether I think I'm hoping I'm going to improve, <laughs> which I think I am. I think, right, you know, right. uh, that following a, some sort of sanctification path, I'm, I'm hoping I get better. And I feel like I, uh, we can look in our past and say, Oh, we have gotten better. Mm-hmm. We get better every day. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting thing for Paul to say what pleases God. What a what a guiding uh, beam to focus on uh, as you live your life. Yeah, it just th- I'm I'm going to please God. I, I think if and you- we fail, okay, but uh, we aim in that direction, and when we do that, I think God is pleased. Yeah, I think if you're just you, you know, so the Sidney Poitier, great American right, actor right. who passed away last week, I believe. He had this quote that I read uh, this morning. It said, um, I'd always wanted to be a better person today than I was yesterday or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if we're on the path of God, if we're just a little bit, if we just choose one more step down that path down, then compared with a step to the side, I think God's pleased, right? Yes. And yeah. I happen to believe that God leads us one step at a time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show us the whole journey, but we see one step, yeah. and he wants us to be obedient there. And sometimes I think that if we're not obedient on that one step, then he doesn't show us the second one until we're ready uh, to take that step of faith. Mm. Yeah. So what would you like to have people say at your funeral? What would you like your, to be said in your obituary? He was devastatingly handsome. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to say that at your funeral? No, I don't want to make you lie at my oh, funeral. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're pastors, man. I can't make you do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just kind of leave that part out. Everyone will know why you're saying it. It just won't be right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You know, I think uh, in the past... I would like to say, hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And then sometimes I've thought, well, if he could just say, done, my good and faithful servant, and then I'm not sure I'm done, and it would be my good and faithful servant, and then I'm not sure just how faithful I am. Maybe he'd just say, welcome home, servant. Servant. If they let me in, I don't really care. <laughs> It'd feel good. I mean, the level of affirmation you get from, from God would feel good, sure. But I think if they let me in, I'm just be like, oh, <laughs> like I got over in some way. Praise the Lord. Because I think I'm just always going to feel like I don't deserve it. 
That's just how I, I, I this is where I really feel a kinship with Paul. Mm-hmm. I just always feel like, yeah, I don't deserve this. Yes. Yes. Grace is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so divine, the song says. So uh, as we wrap up this part, just give that uh, a little thought. What would you like to have people say about your life? What would you like to have God say about your life? been talking about your legacy and what we'd like to to have people be able to say about our lives. What is it that we you want your legacy to be? What would you like to have God say about your life? You know, one of the ways that we pass on our legacy is through people and people that we mentor. There are several things that we learn about being a mentor in 2 Timothy chapter 1. The first is to be genuinely grateful for your protégés. Every day he was thankful and remembered Timothy in prayer. Another translation says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. That was something that uh, a pastor wrote in one of the books that he gave me. Mm -hmm. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. And you know, that has, it's shaped, it's helped shaped my life. Mm -hmm because I know that he's been there for me. Uh, He was a mentor. Uh, He was just there when I needed him. I think when the first time I read that in the Bible, I recognized it's one of the most beautiful things in the Bible. It is. Really the sentiment that goes with that thought, that every time I think of you, I thank God. It's just, I I remember reading that and it just kind of floored me. Because my first thought was, I don't think anybody thinks that when they think of me at the time. Mm-hmm. I hope someone thinks that now. Uh-huh. Um, not because I'm special, but because what God's done in me mm-hmm. is noticeable, right? Right. So, and, and, and in that way, that, that phrase that Paul writes has changed over time for me, too. Because at first, that was just like... Wow, that just means Timothy's really special to him, right? Yes. And then over time, once you realize what he's really saying is, is no, I thank God for what he's done in you. Mm-hmm. That, that Timothy, it's not really Timothy, it's God. It's God working. But it still makes Timothy special. Uh-huh. Because. Well, it means that Paul prayed for Timothy. Yeah. On an everyday, mm-hmm. every situation. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. How often do you pray for your friends when they don't have a need? 
Do we just simply pray? See, I think Paul did that for Timothy. Uh, one of the ways that we pass on our legacy is being a mentor. And in these first verses, it says, How I long to see you again, and how happy I would be for you. For I remember your tears as we left each other. A mentor is somebody who's got a depth relationship over a period of time. How do you suppose? What do you suppose would happen if we just prayed for our friends when there wasn't a specific need? When I was an interim pastor, I took up the project, or the discipline, of praying uh, through the membership every uh, Friday. I'd take uh, two or three hours, a small church, took two or three hours, and just prayed for them individually. Uh, I'd picture them in my mind, And then if there wasn't something that I immediately knew, I just prayed that God would pour out his very best in their lives. Uh, And, you know, by the end of the year, I had one man who began doing some evangelistic work and another man who became a pastor. I had uh, a woman who was in a stressful job, got a new job where she didn't have stress, there were two or three community ministries, and all that happened in one year. Mm-hmm. And I think if we really pray for our friends, not just when they have a need, but especially, I think, when they don't have a need we can see, uh, it releases God to work in a, in a very special way. Yeah, I, I think I have um, a separation between my heart and my focus. So in my heart, I love, I love people so much. Like, it's not that I don't think about people I go to church with, my brothers and sisters, you know, my friends. Um, and in my heart, I have this love for them. I find it really hard. I think I have undiagnosed ADD because I come from a generation oh, where uh-huh. we really didn't, that wasn't a thing yet to really get your kids diagnosed with things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just a bad student. That's what we called them back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I was always getting in trouble and such. But I've learned that I, I have a lot of symptoms of, of a mild, not like super debilitating, obviously, but a mild attention deficit disorder. Uh-huh. And um, it's really hard for me to pray for longer than five to ten minutes without losing my focus, without getting distracted, start doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yes, I know exactly. There's a there's a division between what my heart feels and what my my focus is capable of, I think, at some times. And so, um, yes, the answer to your question is yes, I would I want to pray for people like that. But sometimes I feel like I don't have it in me. Uh-huh. And part of it is too we're just way too busy as people. We're just, our culture's way too busy. Yes, and you have to set some, uh, <clears throat> aside time to do this, you know, if you're going to do it. But mm-hmm. I uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about focus that is a spiritual discipline and it takes uh, it takes work Mm. to develop focus Um, and I really think that's one of the things that's wrong with our culture and it's wrong with the church yeah Uh, people can't focus and if you can't focus then it's real hard to get something out of a message 
because you hear something and then your mind's off in another direction and uh, we get sidetracked so easily. There's so much technology and so many wonderful things around us that it's, it's very hard to just kind of hone in on one thing. And so I know it's taken me years to get to the point where I can have some focus. And uh, I think that's something that I still need to work on, mm -hmm. uh, but it's something that I think would make a big difference in all of our lives. So who are you mentoring? Who has God brought into your life to be their pattern? Who's modeling their life after you? Give that some thought, and we'll talk more when we get back. Okay, we're back with Soul Talk, and I hope you had a little chance to give that uh, some thought. Who are you mentoring, and uh, how did that come about? It's not only uh, the mentee that has to ask, it's the mentors that need to ask uh, the next generation. And I hadn't thought about it, but you know, uh, my generation needs to ask the younger generation to mentor us mm -hmm. when it comes to technology and all of the changes. So it's really a two-way street, and we need to develop those, those relationships. Well, to go on with Timothy, in verses 6 through 8, he says to Timothy, this being so, I want to remind you to stir into flame the strength and boldness that's in you, that entered you when I laid my hands upon you and blessed you. For the Holy Spirit, God's gift, does not want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong, and to love them and enjoy being with them. If you stir up your inner power, you will be, never be afraid to tell others about our Lord or to let them know that I'm your friend, even though I'm here in jail for Christ's sake. Wow. There's part of what mentoring is all about, is being able to know one another's weaknesses. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul knew that Timothy had a weakness in being afraid to be around other people. Now, that's a, a weird thing for someone who goes into the ministry to be afraid to be around other people. Yeah. Uh, what's that about? Was that something that happened to him? Or uh, was it just the way that God wired him? What caused that weakness? Well, it could be his times, too. He's living in a time where you wouldn't necessarily feel safe to be a, to be a follower of That's Christ true. in that time. I mean, Paul, Paul's not that far off from being martyred here. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it could be he just didn't feel safe um, in that way. It's, it's, it's interesting how Paul tie, ties strength and wisdom to being around people. Seems to indicate yes. in what he's saying to Timothy that you'll draw strength and wisdom from being around people, which kind of leads into what we're saying. I, I think sometimes we think um, being mentored or being men- menteed, being a mentor or, or being menteed, um, there's like some uh, definitive declaration. Well, I am going to be your mentor. I am going to accept you as my mentor, right? There's like this decoration, but really um, it can happen at a dinner table, you know? Yes. We've been talking on, on my show about the table, about the table of Jesus and of the hospitality and the power that's there, uh-huh. right? And so uh, really it's just the power in enjoying these times with different people and uh, the power that can come along with that, which is honestly the power of anytime you talk to someone especially from an older generation, the ability to be menteed is there. Uh, you, you can learn. I, I think this is really important because I wanted to say something about this before the, we got to the end of this. Okay. Go right ahead. We'll there, there's change an, the end. There is an attitude about the, from the younger generations today towards the older generation, specifically like your generation, Pastor Rick, where uh, the younger generation says, we don't want anything to do with you. We don't want to hear anything you have to say. Okay, boomer. You know what I'm saying? Uh There's a disdain for the older generation. And I'm just going to tell millennials, Generation Z, anyone out there that could be listening younger than that, the kids now, be very careful. Be very careful because there is something there. Whether you like them or not, there's something there you could learn. And there's a power in the wisdom of, of listening to the ones that came before you. And you said something that was uh, I'd never thought about. You said you said that your generation wasn't particularly good at being oh, men- at being no. menteed. The, no. the boomer generation. We were rebellious. Yeah, and so I'd never really thought about that. But that doesn't mean that because your generation failed at being mentored that we should now look at your generation as an age generation and say, well, I'm not going to let them mentor me. Well, you're only hurting yourself in That's that true. scenario. That's true. Because anybody, this is why we respect our elders, which is also going away, by the way. That's another another thing that the younger generation sees dated, mm-hmm. like an outmoded idea. Uh, no, it's not an outmoded idea. And you should respect your elders because you should want to listen to them because they've lived on the earth longer than you and thus have something called wisdom. See, we get this we get this confused. Intelligence isn't wisdom, and wisdom isn't intelligence. Wisdom cannot be gained through reading. It can't be gained through extra. Wisdom can only be gained through experience and living. Exactly. Therefore, I cannot have more wisdom than you, Pastor Rick. It is impossible. You have lived on the earth longer than I have. You've lived life longer. Therefore, I should... Listen when you speak respectfully, even if I don't like you, even if you're the kind of person who just rubs me the wrong way. Did, am I making sense, though? Yes, you're making perfect sense. Um, there, there's, As we go through life, the best thing to do is to learn from other people yeah. and even their mistakes. Learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make them. 
Yeah. There's a trend. Uh, there's, I'm just saying there's this trend for millennials and younger. That there's really this disdain for the older generations and they don't need us. They don't need to listen. And I'm just telling you for your own sake, I understand the feeling and the sentiment of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I've felt that way, mm-hmm. but you're dead wrong. Mm-hmm. And you're running out of time to gain this wisdom that only can be given through being mentored. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? So, and, 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 and again, that doesn't have to be a fancy thing. You're just mixing with other people. Just again. mix with other people and watch. Yeah. Watch and see what people are doing. Have meals with people outside of your generation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or pie. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, pie if you let me good. pick. Yeah. <laughs> pie is good. Although I'm not picky. Uh, no, I'm not I will eat picky. anything. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You gave me a thought there, and then it kind of flew out of my mind. Oh, I was going to say, one of the people that I really appreciate who's always willing to be mentored and has turned and learned uh, from lots and lots of people is my pastor, DJ Dangerfield. Mm. He has, and he stayed connected to his mentors. I don't know if DJ's listening, but I really really appreciate about about you you uh have you've gained wisdom from other people now if i want to give a shout out to somebody else it's roy roper now roy uh has been the police work and in the highway patrol for a long time and uh the other day my son who happens to be uh, a lieutenant in a sheriff's department said to me you know Roy Roper was one of my mentors. Richard never got to spend a lot of any time, I don't think, with Roy, but he watched Roy. Rich's personality is is much like Roy's. That became his mentor, although, as being a mentor, he picked it up by watching. Somebody is watching you, mm-hmm. and we need to know that, especially my generation. Somebody is paying attention. You may not know it, you probably won't know, it, but that's okay, and that's how you need to be living your life so that you are a mentor. Yeah, the, the mentor-mentee relationship, is the lines are far less ceremonial than we think. <laughs> it's happening yes. more than you think. It uh, is better if it's not a formal and ceremonial. Well, that kind of wraps up our discussion on your legacy. Give it some thought. How is it that you want God to uh, look at your life? And all is said and all is done. God bless you and have a great day. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners. You can listen to this show live at KFEX 93.1 FM at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on most Mondays. Remember that greater is Jesus who is in you than the evil one who is in the world. Join us next time on the next episode of Soul Talk.